0: Oh, hi. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. I be
1: like, hey, some bushes.
0: <laughs> and the, if Abraham can't make it anytime, you got my number. Just call me. i oh, see you. First
2: of all, I don't know i Randy tried to set me up like this.
0: But, but Sam did? Holy crap, guys. And then I reckon one day we'll have like a world, Australia, where they bring like the stars of each
3: kind
1: of thing Williams, terms, again yeah i know that'd be epic also like i have a smission of dignity and integrity and i'm actually like a really loyal
3: friend you're bringing a human element into it rather than this. just all oh, you should have done this at this point you should have cut that off and yeah, clear
0: you... <laughs> you weren't even there i
3: will not be i will not be servants <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: what's up everybody and welcome to the survivor now podcast and we are here to break down week six of survivor south africa return of the outcast and it's already over this is insane the, the four episodes a week uh and over the course of 39 days that's insane how they put all this together but first off huge congratulations to our winner this is your one spoiler alert so you're gonna be spoiler <laughs> Spoiled if uh, you're still listening, but congratulations to Dino from Immunity Island. And, you know, we have a perfect guest today. I mean, yeah, there's Abraham, too. No, I'm kidding. Abraham. <laughs> Abraham, start with you first, man. Abraham, how are you doing today?
2: Hey, look, great day, great season. Um, return of the Outcast was an actually put together season. It was great to see people back that didn't get that opportunity to get as far in the game as they would like. And just to watch other players and see how they approach the game of Survivor from their culture, from their perspective. And do they play like we play?
0: And then I I do have to introduce our wonderful guest we have today. Speaking to him for the first time. Welcome to the show. Tyson Zulu finished fourth in Survivor South Africa, Immunity Island. So this is a guy who can... He knows a little bit about playing the game of Survivor. So, Tyson, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. I know this has been a couple weeks in the making, so happy you're here, man. How are you doing?
1: Um, I'm good, and I'm very happy to be here with you guys and talking about Survivor because, like, for me, I'm actually enjoying the conversations a lot more because coming into my season, I was never a super fan. I only became a super fan after I played the game, so it's, it's still very fresh to me. And exciting. So thank you guys for
0: having me on. You're hooked now then,
1: right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely. It does that to you. Abraham, I know you had a question right before we got on air here. So I'll let you take the floor here before we get into I, the main episode.
2: You know, I, I know, Tyson, hey, we go through that first process. And you say you wasn't a super fan. Um, you know what? And for years, I've kind of off and on watched the show. And I was like, hey, I, I want to be on this show. And I know my last time applying, I was like, I'm done. If I don't get picked, it's just I guess it wasn't in the cards for me. So yeah, you said you wasn't a super fan. What made
0: you apply?
1: Um, the funny story is my mom is a super fan of the show. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Mama's so, always
0: right. Mama's always right.
1: <laughs> and I I visited home once, and they were watching TV. So I was walking past the TV screen, and I saw an ad of the new season coming up and how to apply mm-hmm. and everything. So I was like, hey, I'm not doing anything. I know the show because my mom watches the show. So, like, I kind of have an idea, but I'm not, like, the biggest fan. But it's TV. Like, I'm a, I'm very big on learning how to make TV because I have my own production company, and I'm trying to, like, learn as much as possible. So, my whole thing is learning with firsthand experience. And I was like, hey, you know what? Survivor's is a very big show. And let me just – let me let me see what could happen. So, I just applied – once and got lucky and got in so yeah that was pretty cool but like the application process was like in january and january february around there and then the pandemic hit so when the pandemic happened i just kind of forgot about it and then later on in the year in september i got the call on my birthday oh you know they they did that on purpose man
0: they did that on (laughs) purpose
1: I'm sure they did so they called me on my birthday and they were like are you still interested in Survivor and I was very I was I was on the fence because I'd completely forgotten that I even applied for it but I was like hey you know what if it's happening on my birthday then it has to be for a reason so let me just take it up and then I did. Hey so, you didn't know, yeah, I
0: heard you mention you're part of a production company. Well, just to let you know, I do a, I'm do. i an actor outside of here. So yeah, keep my mouth I'm messing with you. By the way, if you guys are actually actors, never go up to someone who's like, I'm working on production and try to throw your name in the ring. It just immediately turned off. But I, I just thought that was funny. It's a small world there. Uh, man, I'm so happy to have you with us uh, chatting today because we were talking about this a little bit. You're from Dino's season, and so you'll be able to elaborate on, you know, kind of the growth you saw between Dino and how he played last time to this time around. So I'm going to start off with you, Tyson. Give us your initial thoughts about Dino winning return of the Outcast, and then I'll jump over to Abraham here.
1: Um, the thing is, I'm not surprised he won. That's the thing. But like, it's surprising to hear me say it because in my season, I orchestrated his, his vote. So I'm the reason why Dino got voted out in our season. But I'm not surprised that he won in a different season. And we always kind of knew that Dino's a very good player. But it didn't come across in our season. But like within the castaways, I remember Kieran from my season, when he voted and in, in, when he wrote Dino's name down, he said that in another situation, you would probably win this whole thing. That was last season. This season, Dino comes back and wins the whole thing. So it's not surprising. And as somebody that obviously Dino's a huge, 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 super fan of Survivor. So as someone who orchestrated his vote, I really wanted him to like make his dream come true. So I was really rooting for him to make it happen. And he did. So I felt less shitty about it because yes, finally.
2: (laughs) (laughs) People don't understand how that that, uh, works out.
1: It's Uh, always full
2: circle, always
0: full circle. (laughs)
1: It it, it, it worked out at the end because, had he stayed longer in our season, he wouldn't have been an outcast. So, he wouldn't have played again. You know, so so you're taking
0: a little props for it. Have you told Dino this (laughs) yet? You're like, hey, Dino, you know why you were on that season? It's because I voted (laughs) you out, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was very happy. I was very happy to see him actually play the game because I'd always known that he's a very good player. So to see it all unfold and watch it fresh without being because I figured when I was watching my season, I was always anxious to like watch myself on TV and see what what happened that I couldn't see and this, that, and the third. But to watch it fresh as just like, you know, I was I was I was very impressed with the way that he played the game, especially him and Phil. Abraham, what about you, man? I know you
0: were we were hyping Dino up all season, man. It was one of the favorites to go and win this thing.
1: It's interesting because,
2: you know, we we look at it and we go back. And I've looked at my season once. I haven't gone back and looked at the whole season again. And I know what doesn't make the edit. Things that we do in camp that doesn't make the edits. So what happened between you and Dino that didn't make it on TV, but something that you remember about that season?
1: Um, in our season, what I remember about Dino was that he was very, very perceptive, right? But the thing is, it always looked like he was trying to throw me under the bus. Because just like as a bit of background, <clears throat> in my season, there was a tribe swap. So Dino and them were on the other tribe. I'd never met them at that point in the game. There was a swap that happened. But when the swap was happening, it was like during, it was before a challenge. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of a challenge, um, it was like a very physical challenge between Paul and myself. And while we were wrestling, Paul gave me an idle clue, right? And Dino picked up on that. And then when we got back to camp with the new guys, because like I went back to my original camp, but mm-hmm. the majority of the tribe were new people. And Dino was in that new majority. I First time I'd met the people, you know, and then in front of the whole tribe, he, he brings up the fact that I was talking to Paul in the middle of a challenge. So in the game, it's like, ah, you just threw me under the bus in front of the entire dead crowd. To me, so, dead to me, dead to me. Exactly. So to me, from that moment on, I was like, this is somebody that I need to vote out of the game because they're trying to get me sent home. Well, you voted him out of the game and you got him a second chance. So it was
2: <laughs> it was a good strategy. Um, huh? And you, I mean, winning, you, you also placed fourth on there. <laughs> um but let's 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 go behind the tent let's let's talk about stuff that people don't see on TV what was one of the conditions of where you played your season at you were like i didn't know this was going to happen i didn't know it was going to actually be like this seeing that you had you were kind of like a fan but you kind of didn't look at it as intensely as most people do and they're like oh like fiji is hot we never had to worry about the weather but the mosquitoes were horrible
1: um with us i think the weather was the one thing that got me more than anything. I knew I was going to be hungry. You know, I knew like those kind of challenges were going to come through. I knew I was going to deal with different personalities, but the weather was something that I couldn't predict at all. Because obviously, when you get the call that you're going on Survivor and you get to the airport, they don't tell you where you're going. You get like a chaperone and then you guys just kind of go where you go. Oh, so, crazy. you know, in our season, it was the very first. Um, season of south african survivor that was shot in south africa and um you know so we flew from johannesburg to to durban and i'm originally from durban right Mm. so i'm thinking we're flying down to durban to connect to a different flight or something and then you get to durban and you start driving so driving through durban we drove across durban to where um to, to the wild coast where the season was being shot, but the wild coast is very close to my parents' house. So <laughs> while we were driving, you know, hometown while we were driving advantage. you know, so exactly, while we were driving, I thought um, they were taking me home for like an interview with family, <laughs> like for something like that. I had no idea. And then we drove past, but I knew exactly where we were. So in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, this is my turf. This is where I grew up. I knew, I know, you know, I know the terrain, I know everything about it. But there was like a cold front or something like that when we shot the season. So the weather completely threw me off. I think it rained for about 75% of the time that we were there. And as much as you think you're used to rain and used to being wet, you're not used to literally being wet through the night with nowhere to hide. And that was the one thing that challenged me the most I the curtain. I'm the only one here
0: who hasn't played. So I'm taking like all these notes, like as I continue <laughs> to send in applications well, and stuff. I better be prepared, right? Like, I ha- I've had this opportunity to speak to so many people. Now, I got to be prepared to, at this point. Hey, what, what Tyson's no, not telling you know. is that
2: we, we prayed for rain once we got voted out. We were praying for rain for the try. <laughs> 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 I don't know how you did it, Tyson, but in Fiji, oh, we was out there like, I hope it thunderstorm every night.
1: Because <laughs> I figured, like, obviously from – because I, 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 I came into the game with two different hats. The one hat was to learn about production. That was the reason why I was on Survivor to begin with. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see firsthand how something, how a show of this magnitude is being done. Like I wanted to see it for myself. But on the other hand, I was a player. And I feel like me coming into the season and not being a super fan played to my advantage. Because I even when I found out that I was going to go on Survivor, I didn't start watching I literally said, I'm not going to watch now because I'm going to try to copy other people. So I came into the game with a very fresh approach. And like to me, at the end of the season, the director called me. I I, I remember talking to Henry and he said to me that it was very refreshing for someone to come into a game that's this old with such a different and unorthodox approach. So to me, that was the highest compliment paid to my game. And it worked out because that's what I'd aim to do. I wanted to come to it. I wanted to come into the game extremely original and just do it my own way. And that's what I did. But Let's... what I do know is, sorry. Um, no, you're good. Now, just to cap that off is that, like, going back to the previous question, I don't think there's something, I don't think there's a way you can prepare for Survivor. Like, I genuinely, genuinely don't. So even because I've had people asking me if you were to go back, what would you do different? And my answer changes every single time because I don't think there's one thing that I can tell myself to do any differently.
0: I was just going to say it's a little different, but I, I do kind of feel that because it's how I approached covering Survivor South Africa this season. I had never seen, I'm a Survivor super fan, but I'd never seen the South African version of the show. And I thought about it. I'm like, man, I could go back and I could rewatch every South African season, learn these castaways, learn their backgrounds, learn how they played last time, or I can do something that no podcaster that's covering and doing exit interviews has done. And I could go into this having no idea how these guys played in their past seasons, go into it with a fresh mind of I'm meeting these people for the first time. And I think yeah. it gave me a unique perspective when I was speaking with them because I didn't have knowledge of their past games. So I was speaking about how they played this time and this time alone rather than, okay, you did this last time. Yeah, why didn't yeah. you do it this time? So I totally get where you're coming from with that.
2: Let's go, no, uh, Tyson, let's go on the production side. I know when we originally, when we kick it off, when we get there and our tribes are all there, I, I was thoroughly impressed at the massive production that goes into what it takes to bring you 45 minutes, just the number of people, the number of cameras, the number of angles. Um, on our season, we started, we had to go jump in the water. So we jumped off the ship. There were mm. cameras in the water. They were filming us from underneath the water. I mean, it's just a massive production. And then when it's you crazy. see it, now as somebody that wants to be in production, How did you feel about that aspect of Survivor from that perspective?
1: Um, It was absolutely, absolutely impressive. Like I can't even put it in words because it's the first time that I'd been exposed to a production on on a scale that big, right? Because I remember literally the first impression of production, we walked, we had to like, we walked down a hill, like a very big hill, and we had like a one guy um, with the gimbal and the drone shot. But as soon as we got to the bottom, when we got to those mats, they were like, I not re- I not even, I couldn't even count the amount of cameras that were behind us. It's a lot. It was, so, it was a lot of cameras, a lot of angles, a lot of people, and it was like a huge shock to my sister. I was like, whoa. And I feel like <laughs> all three of us really felt that we were like, whoa, because now you haven't been in that environment, right? When you go into Survivor. And then you kind of have to focus on the host, but it's hard to focus on the host when there's so many people behind with so many cameras. And then it hits you that, like, yo, shit, you're playing Survivor. And you're I remember. Okay, love <laughs> yeah. If hey, you man. go back um, to the, the beginning, the very first episode of our season, I had the first confessional in the season. And mm. I literally said, it just hit me that, holy shit, I'm playing Survivor. <laughs> Those were my exact words because that's exactly how I felt. When I when I got there and I saw Nico and I saw all those cameras, I was like, holy shit, this is this is is no show.
0: You are not on like a prank show or something. No, this is like this is the show looping back to this season. Abraham, I don't know if you ever gave me your answer to to Dino winning this whole this whole thing because we spoke with him earlier. And we know how passionate Dino is about the game. And I'm sure Tyson can attest to this. His passion has never changed. He has mm-hmm. always been that diehard fan. So what do you think this meant to Dino uh, after speaking with him this morning? And, and what did you think after seeing him be a- announced as sole survivor? Oh, hey, Ramy, still there?
2: Oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, I, I was so entrenched in what Tyson said when you realize you're on the show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know what? Uh, I watched Dino fall into the fire when the season first started, and I said, That's it, he's gone. I said, He's, gotten <laughs> hurt. he's not going to recover because the worst thing you can get put off survivors being hurt, getting mm, injured yeah. in some kind of way. And I don't know about Tyson's season, but there's a lot of stuff that don't get on camera, and we do get hurt a lot. And you get hurt, hurt, hurt because him. of yourself, self inflicted. Almost put my yeah. eye out, trying to break some wood up for a fire. But to watch his gameplay mature through editing and that's really what happens is we don't see you until you start getting good editing and to see him actually maneuver through the landmines one of his biggest landmines was Dino I'm sorry was uh Dante <laughs> D-
0: well Dino was Dante. kind of his own landmine too yeah. but yes definitely Dante out at all season yeah. long Dante's like we have to get Dino out like why are we just leaving him in the game so I agree with that
2: and as much as you want to be a player and you want to control things you don't want your name to be part of the every conversation and here's the thing his name was a part of because Dante was focused on getting him out and he had to either take a decision on saying you know what I'm gonna take a backseat to some of these decisions just to get out of that and once he got out of that I think we really started saw the edits of him being who he really wanted to be in the game of Survivor but I think as we got to the end and then when you got to the final two you saw the emotional side of the game the toll it takes Mm -hmm. on you to get there, the emotions that, you know, most of us are pretty much control of our own emotions. But Mm -hmm. after you take the food away, you're sleeping outside, you're in the elements, those emotions are quicker to to come. Yeah, Yeah, they're quicker. You're you're more vulnerable Mm -hmm. and you see more crying and you see more actions from different things that normally you'd be like, no, I can answer this question without being emotional. But now you're basically stripped down. To see him in that vulnerable space, and to see him speak about why he's there, and his uh, fiance came, and he had to make decisions about the game, those was what I enjoy seeing as a survivor because that's survivor, that's truly a survivor. Um, Outwit, outplay, outlast comes with a lot of things, and we take it out of the game with us because we don't have it when we come in there because we we don't deal with that kind of stuff on a normal basis. And we look at this game, and I've looked at it from the chair. I was an armchair survivor player. And my first question is, why are they crying all the time? What are they doing?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're starving. That's why
1: they're crying. They're living. Uh, And I'm like, yeah. I'm a man. um, Just to add on to that, like in my season, I was labeled the Terminator, the robots kind of thing because I just showed no emotion. And Uh that was a strategy. That was like, genuine intentional strategy from day one I'm not yet to be anyone's friend so I'm not gonna get my emotions involved like and I, I I think I managed to maintain that for 30 days but like once we got to final six and my best friend came and we got a and we literally had a moment where we got taken out of the game because we saw people from home I literally went back to who I am I was like you know all over the place I was emotional. And I cried when my best friend in the game, Kieran, got voted out of Final Five. And everyone was shocked. Like Everyone was shocked, including, including Nico, because they had t- labeled me the robot. I was the one person that just didn't care about anyone's emotions. So throughout the season, because of the weather conditions and the toughness of the game, a lot of people cried. And I was looking at them like, why the hell are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I just had very different <clears throat> patience for tears only for me to end up crying towards the end of the game which was like you know it got me too and as much as i was there with the intention of no emotions i still ended up crying towards the end so i get it we're not all shane who when they're doing
0: family visits shane is just like oh my family's fine let's just get back to it and i did want to say that before i forget i i thought it was funny how shane i love how shane and we're going to talk about him in the in a couple of minutes and how he finished second, because there's another side of the coin here. And that's the person who came so close, but I, I I think I love his perspective on everything. Like, ah, they're fine and stuff, especially watching his transformation this season. And to see the type of player he is now and how he's had his personal growth, but he threw out this line that was like, and obviously my family can't come because they are a bunch of conspiracy there. And I was yeah. laughing right. instantly. <laughs> he, 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 you can tell he just doesn't care. He's like, I'll, I'll put it out there. Uh, but he still had like such uh positive light about everything he looked at throughout this. Yeah. Season. Uh, Abraham, did, before we get to Shane, did you have something to add on there?
2: Uh, I know. And, I, and like I said, Tyson, man, and I was like, and, I, and I'm like you, I looked at it from the perspective of I'm not going to be that emotional. I'm good. I'm solid. Mm-hmm. I'm grounded. But you yeah. find a lot out about yourself when you're not at home in your own element where part of the control is not yours anymore.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah. Sure. Because I- I there's a lot of like- things in everyday life that you get on the, because it's never been stripped away, like for, uh, for literally, unless you work like a remote job somewhere, all those things have never been stripped away from you in your life. So when you get to Survivor and you experience that for the first time, because what I what I used to say in the game was like, one day feels like A week because there's nothing to do. Literally nothing. (laughs) Okay. You gotta you gotta fill me in. How
0: boring is it? Because I always wonder that. Like, what Uh, is it just like sleep?
1: It's (laughs) extremely boring. (laughs) Like because like what you guys get to see is they 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 compress days, like they take the most interesting parts of every day to make the show in each episode. Yeah. Whereas when you're there, those conversations happen like of the 24 hours in a day, probably you spend three of 24 hours just talking to people. The rest of it is just 21 hours of just dead space. Like there's nothing See, to I do feel like I feel
0: like I would <laughs> I'm the type of person I'm the type of person I would like get voted off just because I'm annoying people because like if there's nothing to do, I try to invent something. So I'm gonna go like stick a stick in the ground and make up some stupid game or something and be like, and you know, guys, that- you gotta play this.
1: You could do that. That actually plays a part into, into the social games and why other people end up getting voted off because you irritate each other with all these little things that people don't get to see because like they, they seem insignificant in the game. like In the context of the game, yeah. they seem very insignificant. But when they keep adding up, because at the end of the day, you're living with people that you wouldn't live with in your, in your normal life. You're dealing with personalities mm-hmm. that you wouldn't come across in your everyday life. So there's little habits that people have. They just get on your nerves. So all those little things add up and they inform your vote at the end of the day. Cause sometimes you may not even be gunning for that person, but when their name comes up, you're not opposed to it because like you don't like them anyway. So you it's know irritating. so all those things add they add up. Like everything adds up.
2: Hey, Tyson, I gotta ask you because it happened on our season. Was the sun up, sun down, your clock when the sun went down, y'all went to sleep. When the sun came up, you yeah. pretty much got up. <laughs>
1: now Tyson's a partier, he's up all night and
2: no, not the even survive from now.
1: In my season, I think I slept the least because I was always the first one up and the last one to go to sleep sometimes. But then I played with chappies who would wait for everyone to sleep and then he'd go off and do his own thing. So in, it was it was in a sense when the sun when the sun's going down, that's when we eat and that's when we get ready for bed. When the sun comes up, we get up. But because I was always I literally tended to the fire from the very first day until the very last day in my season. So I was the fire guy. And that's 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 something that kind of helped me not um, be on the same fuck as everybody else. But because everyone else did have that approach. When the sun comes up, everybody wakes up When the sun goes down. Everybody goes to bed. Well,
2: something that we saw, something that we saw in this season here with blind sides. You played your two idols in your season to keep your game going forward. We hmm. saw in this season where blind sides were executed almost perfectly. I don't think anybody knew they was getting blindsided until it was time to go.
0: It was a masterclass in, in, in terms of blindsides this season.
1: Um, yeah, definitely I don't disagree. And if you go back to watch, I feel like there were two the, – the idol plays in the season were in contrast to the, to the idol plays of last season, especially in the tribal councils where I used my idols. Because um, in, in, in my season, I used idols to um, help myself and my alliance pull off blindsides. In the first, the first idol that I found, we were in a minority. I played it for myself. We blindsided one of the one of the other guys. They went home. In the in the the the, the second idol that I had, um, it was a merge episode. There were twelve castaways, and there was if you watch that move from it, that move was perfectly perfectly mm. perfectly balanced, and I used my idol to save someone that I didn't particularly like in the season. To blindside a person from an from from, from an opposite um, alliance. So in our season, the blindsides were more using tools to blindside other people. Whereas in this season, the blindsides didn't necessarily rely on the tools. It was just on players, just literally playing and trying to um, blindside each other, blindside each other with idols, which I didn't really get because like watching from the outside in, it's like if I have an idol, you're never going to send me home with an idol. That's one you're never gonna do. <laughs> uh, look. It's you know, the US side. like, ah, okay, sorry that happened, but like, how?
0: How you many know? people? How many people went home with idols this season? Steffi and uh, Tevin, Kevin, correct?
1: Kevin, Miro um, had an advantage as well. That was played oh. way wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah, I think it was Steffi and Tevin that went home with actual idols. Oh, Dan- I think Dante had one as well. I'm not sure. It expired. He had yeah, one he had expired. Expired, it expired. It expired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, nobody, nobody went out with an idol now season. So, in this one, it was very interesting. It was a very interesting dynamic to see it, especially in a season of returning players. Because I didn't really think it's something that would happen. And for it to happen more than once, it was like, okay, shit, these people are here. (laughs) Let's talk about that flip
0: side of the coin, because we have Dino and we've said congratulations to Dino. And but there's a tough side of this, too. And Shane coming in second place. First off, real quick, quick answers from you guys. I already know Abraham's answer. Did you think it was going to be Dino when you saw Dino and Shane after you heard the speeches where you like this is Dino?
1: Absolutely. Even before the speeches, once Dino won that final immunity challenge, I knew that's the last thing he needed on his resume because I didn't really think he would take – being a super fan, I didn't think he would take um, Marion into the final. So I thought it would give himself the best chance to win, which is exactly what he did. Shane, I, I felt like
0: Shane – and I kept telling Abraham this. I'm like, this guy's a, – he's a smooth talker, a, like a public speaker type. I'm like, I feel like he could get a he's couple votes here. Yeah, I I just felt like I'm like, I feel like he could back his game up enough. Now, I think what hurt him is his lack of big moves throughout the entire season. But like, I'm someone who I look at it like people have to play their game in different ways. And, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at Shane's game, we talked about it, Abraham. We said he was going to be the first one out and he referred to it last night. He was this close to being the first one out and he had to take a step back. And I just never felt there was a foothold for him to get like a grasp on the season. So I just felt like all year he was playing from kind of that bottom position. No one trusted him. So that was still impressive to me. So if I was sitting there on the jury, Dino has obviously played the better game. But let me hear what you have to say, Shane, because I respect Shane's game. That's what I want to put out there for everyone listening. By all means, I do not think Shane is a GOAT at all. I think Shane no, no, played sure. a very, well, very, very good game.
1: He definitely is not a goat. Um, he is a strategic player in a sense because, like, a lot of the things that he did or things that he didn't do were strategic.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: for example, I remember when they vote, the episode where they voted Felix out. Yes. He, he knew the play, he knew exactly how it was going to happen, but he knew that for it to be successful, Dino had to go out and do the heavy lifting because if I go and now speak to to Phil and Mm -hmm. speak to um, Felix, they don't trust me that way. They don't trust me that well. So I have to take a step back for something to happen. And I do feel like that element of strategy, being passive isn't necessarily um, a reason for you to be called a goat. Mm -hmm. Being passive in certain moves is strategic because for certain things to happen, everybody has to play their role. But also for Shane, um, yeah, for Shane to be where he ended up, it's also credit to his social game that I don't think is mentioned that much, because there's there's different reasons. With no disrespect to Kilani, everybody referred to Kilani as the goat, whereas I, there weren't a lot of mentions of Shane being a goat because they were aware of the fact that he is a good player. But that, but at the same time, they weren't throwing his name out there that much because of the strength of his social game, and it's relatable to me. Because a lot in my season, a lot of people weren't aware of the social game that I was playing. It wasn't necessarily be on good terms with everybody. It was have, it was have really strong relationships with the select, with the select group of people, because those people can protect you with the people that they know. And I feel like that's a different, um, it's a different approach to the game. And it's quality over quantity, which I feel like Shane pulled off. Perfectly in the
0: season. I mean, that's Dexter. well said, Abraham. I mean, he he deserved his spot in the final. Hold on,
1: yeah. are yeah, we switched sure. around?
2: Because you're calling Tyson Abraham. I mean, we switched. Oh
0: no! No, I was just <laughs> saying he made a good point, and then <laughs> oh, and oh, you're on talking, to me. I know, I, yeah. I forgot. Uh, I, you know, I looked. I looked
2: at Shane's overall game. I think what happened when Shane got scared that first vote that impacted his game for let's say six episodes on how he approached yeah. the game. And that's probably where he got put into that. You know what? If you bring Shane, he's pretty much a goat. Because mm-hmm. then you got to remember now, the editing comes into play. If Shane's really not doing anything, you don't really see Shane or Shane didn't make the edit. Where Kalani, she made the edit for being a goat. They, they yeah. edited her to me. They edited her into that position. Yeah. Because it always seemed like she was either a step behind. <laughs> a or... day behind. A
1: full it day behind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they said it multiple times, like the castaways themselves, that they feel like Kalani is just a step behind the game or she's not reading it correctly because she's pitching things as her own, but things are already happening and things like that. But all those things didn't really come across with Shane's name attached to it. And also my my perspective on Shane's game is from a perspective of a player, having watched my season last season, is that there's a lot that doesn't make the edit, but it's small things that become, you know, um, significant in the, great, the greater scheme of things. Because even in the final tribal council, where Shane was mentioning that he'd, he'd steal food for Tejan, that's social game at its best, because everyone's, everyone's hungry. If, you, if, if people catch you stealing food, that's your game gone. But he was willing to do that, even if it's just a human moment between two people in the game, it still contributes massively to Tejan's decision-making when Shane's name comes up. So all those things are elements of playing a very good social game, but it doesn't get, it doesn't get mentioned as a social game at the end because it's, it's little small things that people don't really add up as they should. Mm.
2: And I think most most players or most people that watch the show, they don't have that continuity that we have because we're there.
1: And yeah, like you said yeah.
2: earlier, mm. if you had an argument with somebody in the morning, you don't want it to be on the vote day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's an off yes. day because you have no way of – trying to mend that situation and it is easy to get on somebody's nerves when you're hungry or you're tired or you're just kind of mm. in a mood or, uh, I know that. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of them like Kalani had a lot of stuff that had transpired in her life before coming back to play again. And it just affects you differently. And, and then you're kind of, you, even though you're with the castaway, you're still alone because you're still in your oh. head. Oh. Uh, when we saw, like, I gave Phil, Phil. I said Phil would never make it in those first few episodes. I said, "What game is he playing?" But that's the edit. Abe, the I edit told we you,
0: I told you, Phil was a player. I'm like, and that's I feel where like he's going didn't know to go. What
2: direction he was going in. He <laughs> that's
0: didn't know where if he I was going to right go or next. Left. The favorites went out back to back. In my mind, Dino was playing an amazing game, but I just felt like Phil and Marion were the two people that I would have given my vote to. Maybe you can argue you thought Dino had a better game than Phil, but I thought Marion by far was the best player this season, in my opinion. I'd love to hear what you guys think, but it was heartbreaking. I, I under—I totally understood how Dino was looking at the situation after he won that challenge. But when he looked at Marion and said, he didn't say it, but he basically said, I'm taking Shane to the final. And you saw how much that meant to Marion to – realize she's not going to the final two after the game she played. That was heartbreaking. Cause I know they have this vision at some point and Dino addresses this where, you know, he spoke to his fiance and he's like, he knew at that moment what he had to do, but they had this vision and they kept talking about it all season. Let's just make sure there's two players that whoever wins is a great represent uh, representative for this season. Right. Let's, let's make sure a goat doesn't win. So how, how difficult do you guys think it was for Marion in that moment? Because it was, it was definitely heartbreaking. I felt for her.
1: Um, I definitely do think it was devastating because having played the game, having gone through everything that she went through in the game, and to look, to look back at her resume, because a lot of people were mentioning their resumes, including her. So to look back at her resume one day before the final and not make it there you know, that, 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 that has to hurt, especially for a super fan, because she knew, I think she knew in her heart that if she manages to make that final, she would stand a very good chance of winning the season. And at the finale, when, the, when they brought all the castaways back and Nico asked the, asked the guys um, who would have voted for Marion, majority of the jury would have voted for Marion. So if she made it there, she would have won. So that's why I think it, it, it hurts. But at the same time, as someone who's a super fan, I think she understood. You know, and that's where it's it's an advantage and a disadvantage to be a super fan because at the at the same time, it's like you wanted to have a worthy winner at the end, but now if it doesn't go your way, someone can just change their mind. Whereas a super fan wouldn't have approached it. I mean, someone who's not a super fan to that level wouldn't have approached it with the same mentality. You know, you would have much rather kept the goats in the game and voted out Dino when you had the chance, or have voted out Phil when you had the chance to give yourself the best chance to win. So
2: I'm sure it hurts,
1: but like, you know, she understood.
2: I mean, you play the game and you, you play the game until the end. You play the game until Nico, Jeff, or one of the other hosts says, hey, you're the winner. And yeah. sometimes the distance between you being voted out is how you kind of feel. So the first person to get voted out and be on the jury has more distance. Marianne, Mary, she didn't have any distance. Mm. She basically was voted out and then you went straight back and saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a winner what I really wanted to win, but to me, yeah. she took it at grace. She understood the game, and in that short amount of time, I thought it was spectacular. Because I'm a little mad about some things, and I was like, <laughs> I want to choke my, I want to choke my tribe out for
0: promoting you out, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, because you look at it and you self evaluate yourself, man. What, what And you, when you don't have any distractions, all you got is what you're what you thinking about, and you're just constantly replaying stuff in your mind. And when people want to come out and they want to be on this particular show here, you got to remember. In those times when you're alone, you replay this game over and over again.
1: Oh, it doesn't stop. You go, You literally fall down a rabbit hole. What if I did this? What if I did that? What if I? You know, like all those things happen. And like she's saying, she took it very gracefully, which I which I respect very much because it was still very fresh. Like it was fresh in her mind when she had to go back the next day and vote for a winner. And in this season, the winner was was revealed at that tribal council. So I'm pretty sure at the back of your mind you're saying, had I not done this, had I done that, I would be the person, you know. So yeah, I do, I get it. I get it.
0: I, I well I feel bad for Marion. Not only that, but we saw in this finale episode when Phil was getting ready to go home. You know, he mentions, you know, Dino said, if you make it to the end because of your condition and everything you're going through, you're gonna win. And whether Dino ever said that or not, I never really looked into it or whatever. And, and they had this moment, Phil's desperate. He wants to stay in the game. And he even says, you know, they have this encounter where Phil's like, Oh, we'll see the footage. It'll all come out in the end. And they were kind of like, I, I'm interested to see it as well. I just felt bad for Marion. And I want to put this, I don't want it to be something where I'm like, Oh, I feel so bad. Not like that. But that was a big talking point. This season was her condition and I absolutely respect the hell out of her for going in and saying no. I don't want anything to do.
3: Yeah. No one
0: talk about that. She went in, played her own game, and she killed it. And I and I say we use the term queen a little bit too much in Survivor. We we see a, a female player that we love, and we're like she's the queen. But I think Marion, <laughs> it gets she's got she's got. Um, but say to the throne in South Africa, if she wants to be the queen of South African Survivor, I think she she could do that because she played just an incredible game.
1: No, she definitely deserves it, and I'll I, I, I'll give her her props absolutely. And I do agree with what she just said, which is something that I respect very much from her part because she was basically saying, "I deserve to be here. If I win, I deserve to win." It's not because of sympathy for anything. It don't involve anything outside of the game that I yeah. played. I deserve to be here because I've been good at this game and I've racked up a worthy resume to be the sole survivor. And I respect that. Like, I, I, I respect that a lot.
2: Well, you know what, Tyson? I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's take Dino out and put you in, Ty- in Dino's place. Out of the two remaining castaways, who would you take with
1: you? I would have taken Shane. <laughs> that's the right answer no <laughs> doubt about it that's why I think you know the perfect thing for his game he knew he knew like anybody in that position you know that um, it's either you sit with someone where yes it, it sounds nice it it, it it sounds nice yes the 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 title is either going going to a strong player, and everyone kind of says no, it's boring when you take a go to the end, da, da 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 But at the same, but at the end of the day, when you're si- like even at final five, when you're at final five, and one person goes over final four, then you're just looking at the finale, and you're looking at everybody around. Two million. You know he- exactly. That's 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 the thing. That's 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 what I was going to. You're looking at the money that you might win. It's money that could change your life because at the end of the day. A lot of people get on Survivor. Some people don't expose their situations back home. I never did. Some people don't expose what life is like when they leave the game. So you don't really know where people's hearts are, where people's intentions are, why people are doing what they're doing. So it's motivated by something completely different. So you can't expect someone to literally be looking at a two million rand check at the end of the line and be like, you know what? Let me risk not winning money for the sake of survivor being won by someone good at, it, you know, it's money at the end of the day and we're all human. So I would have definitely taken Shane because Marion at that point in the game had probably the best resume. Well, there, for me,
0: oh, go ahead. Abraham.
2: I, I think for me, the only, only way she don't win. If, if Dino was there, I'm sorry. If Phil was there
0: and Dino was, because I think Phil, that would be close.
1: I think That would have been close because to me, Phil was the best player in the season. And because of the strategy part of it, but I do feel like Marion was a strategic queen in the game. But Phil was Wait. a very good strategic yeah. player on top of being a challenge beast. So there were more elements to his game, you know, and there was more to pitch in from, from Phil's um, perspective. And Phil was my pick to win from um, their first tribal council where he orchestrated Tevin's blindside, I think. And they flipped the whole tribe upside down. That's when I was like, okay, this guy's a very perceptive player, so he could be doing something. And he ended up doing something then the over the course of the season. So yeah. I do I do think, yeah, that Phil, Phil for me, I would have voted for like the whole if if everyone at merge was in the final in the game that it played and I had to vote for one person, I would have voted for Phil.
2: Yeah, I had Phil as my, my winner pick. On the second, we had to go through it again because all our picks got kicked out or got voted out. I'll
0: just tell you, my winner pick was Meryl. She was looking awesome. Uh, and I think if Dante
1: wasn't in the game,
3: oh my god,
1: I, I, I love was, Meryl. I was gutted <laughs> for Meryl because I love Meryl so much. And in the game... She had. Um, I was actually just gutted for that whole, um, the whole the the full package alliance. I thought those ladies were going to. I a lot thought of that. they
0: were going to go all the way. I was <laughs> yeah. like, "This I
1: can get behind.
0: This like woman no, power, do it." <laughs> you
1: know, I was ready to get behind it, and I was ready to just you know be all about it because like they call themselves a full package because they really were the full package. So I thought they had every aspect of the game covered between the three people, and all they needed was trust. So when that oh. felt, there oh you go God. right there, you know, once they that stopped trusting
2: so. each other, it was, it was over. They just started gunning each other. And
1: exactly same thing <laughs> with the game too. Cause I feel like in merge, you can start destabilizing alliances like final seven, final six, at least you've gotten far enough to be like, okay, what are my options? Whereas I think those three ladies would have been a very, like, I think they would have been the final three had they stayed together. So I was very gutted about that. And Meryl was looking very good in the game. She had all those advantages. She had all those connections. She was a very lovable social character. But, I mean, I guess in Survivor, anything can be a Anything can put a You, can,
2: you can never be too comfortable on the day of voting. And, Ever. I mean, she had, st- she had enough stuff to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take myself out of this equation. And, but, no, she, she played it somewhere different. Tejan got one of her um, rewards.
3: Rewards, and, yeah.
2: It, to me, I told Dino, I said it was the best trifector because you had so many other moving parts that, that also went into getting her voted out. But to see returning players come back, man, it was a good season. Um, and I like the fact very, whoever, whoever thought of the idea of giving people opportunity to get voted out early in, in their season to come back and get a second opportunity. Because uh, it's funny. I always say the X Factor survivor are the castaways. No matter where yeah. you put us, no matter what you do, because I was on season 41. I felt like if I was on season 42, what I bring to the game would have been said, oh, valued. And, mm. and I always tell Randy, I said, look, when you're on a the jury, there's a certain level of pettiness that comes with
0: it. Everybody yeah, yeah, has it right yeah. to be petty. Uh, <laughs> some,
2: sometimes you get petty voting and I like to call it petty voting. <laughs> so but and I looked at the guy that voted. He was a part of voting me out. And he ended up getting voted out third. And I looked at him, and I was like, "How'd your strategy work?" When I saw him, I was like, "Hey, how did strategy work?" Because also we we're, we're a little petty. And uh, you kind of like
0: My dog's barking at something, so I'm gonna look out the window real fast. But I'll still be here. But I'll be right back. <laughs> and we just <laughs> yeah, you guys can keep talking though.
1: <laughs> no problem. And the thing is, like, I definitely agree with that because in my vote, I got voted out. Um, final four. And I essentially sent my sent myself home because it was a it was a split, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I voted for Nicole, and I asked Chappies to vote for Nicole as opposed to voting for Anela because in the, in over the course of the season in all the endurance in all the endurance challenges, I I did very well in them. Kieran did well in them, and Nicole did well in them. Right? So kieran has gone. I'm left, and I'm injured. So I don't stand a chance of winning a challenge. Whereas Nicole, if the last challenge is endurance, she's the best endurance challenger left, right? So if you don't vote her out, she will kick you out. And then I essentially went home because I voted for Nicole by myself. Final challenge comes, Nicole wins the final challenge. Exactly (laughs) like I said, and she voted Chappies out. So after (laughs) Chappies won seven challenges, seven consecutive challenges, he lost the very last one and got voted out. So that's the pettiness comes in over there because like, if you just listened, just listen. maybe you would have been told, you know? <laughs> so that I, I do, I do get it. I do get it. But like, I think the one, well it wasn't a mistake for on my end because I didn't get to the end, but like had I gotten to the end, I think I would have been at a disadvantage because I didn't know about jury management. I didn't, I didn't. That because
0: That's where the knowledge the, of the game would have came in a little bit right. there. Yeah. Once you got there.
1: So I, I didn't know about jury management. So when I was voting, I was very, I was cutthroat. I was like very ruthless. So I was voting people up. <laughs> and not even, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Are we I'm,
0: Tyson <laughs> villain? It, was it a <laughs> villain
1: move? So it, that, that's, that's just what it was. I was just like, I'm not here to be afraid. Anymore. But that's just sentiment to who I am. Like I stand behind the people that I stand behind and I'm loyal to the core. So I chose my people early and I stuck with them. Throughout the whole game, if you weren't on my side, you were the enemy. And that's how I approached the game. And I was voting people out, um, saying this, saying that. And when I got to um, Ponderosa and I realized that, shit, if you got to the end, you wouldn't have had any friends on the jury. And that how <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah. my whole thing was like, you get to the end. I had a very good um, resume in my opinion. I was like, okay, I'm just going to pitch my resume. If you respect the game and the integrity of the game, you'll give it to the best player. But like, at the end of the day, I didn't filter in the fact that, you know what, it's, it's, it's a human thing. These people are voting for somebody they want to give money to. And if they don't like you that much because of what you've done in the game, they might not vote for you. So that part of it is, is, is the one thing that I wasn't aware of going into the season. I want to go. Oh, go ahead, Abraham.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, because if you look at the
2: votes, it, it should have nothing nothing against Shane. It should have been a unanimous win for, for Dino. Yeah, but, for sure. Sure. I, but it's, it's a, you, like you said, I think Steffi said it best. You can't separate your heart from your head. And yeah. when those questions, I told Randy too. I said, look. He said, well, who do you think is going to win? I said, let me hear the questions. Let me see what the questions are because the questions determine how you're feeling. And you, you want to, like, Tasia really wanted to get something like off his chest in his yeah. question format. Mm. And he wanted to go back and visit something that really impacted him and see where uh, Dino stood on it. And Dino, yeah. to me, was excellent in his response because then it gave Taysha what he needed from that conversation.
3: Yeah,
0: for I sure. Think, I friend. think Dino, I was just going to say, I think Dino won the game when he gave his response to Marion. And the yeah. emotion yeah. started coming out. I think that monologue, I mean, you saw Tony, who was kind of split, where she was going tear drop down. And I'm not saying emotions is what, you know, make the jury cry and you're going to win the game. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying but it, it was. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, you could tell he was speaking from his heart like you can yeah. go out there and you can act like you're sad and stuff like that. And you might get some emotions. But I think the reason that was his winning moment was because you could tell in that moment with the emotion he was pouring out to Marion, who he felt terrible about what he did because Marion felt hurt by, you know, we have this vision. Was it ever real? And I think it it was real emotion. And you saw him pouring his heart out in a way to say, I'm sorry. Like it was a proper, sorry. And he's like, this is why I did it. He explained it perfectly. And, and I saw that. And once that happened, I went, yeah, okay. Dino's winning. I said, no doubt. And I actually thought in that moment, it'd be a a clean sweep. uh,
1: It was a very very good moment for him. And what I do like about that moment is the fact that, it was it was it was sincere. I know Dino. It was very sincere. Yeah. And but also it's not it's not just the sincerity of the moment. It's the fact that he owned it. Because while he was crying and after he'd apologized, he explained why he did it. He mentioned his fiance. And then there's a line where he said, I just can't apologize for that. The fact that I had to put my life, my fiance, our situation, you know whatever, like everything that he said about the reason why he, he made that decision and he said, I'm owning it and I can't apologize for that. So that's what I loved most about it is because yes, you can be sorry, but a lot of people say they're sorry and they play the victim, especially in Survivor. And that's what that's what's still, I, I still can't grasp that because it still irritates me watching people play because sometimes there's two people trying to blindside each other. Right. As much as I'm as much as we might be on opposite alliances and not really taking you out, but I'm blindsiding you in the vote. People get back at camp and play the victim when they were trying to do the exact same thing. You know, that's <laughs> always Yes. you you were trying to do the same thing. Why are you crying and why are you playing a victim? That's why I don't
0: like when it turns personal like that because I'm like, you know, when they get mad at someone for you turned on me.
1: Why'd you turn on exactly. me? Because you would have turned on me in two votes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so now, the fact it's... when Dino was giving out a speech and to wrap it all up, he mentioned that I'm owning it and I can't apologize for that. I love that moment. For, mm, from it.
2: Yes. I mean, you, you could have asked for a better season, especially in how it was played. But in that season, like any other season, you do have where people do play the victim. And we, yes. we, saw, it in, we saw it in this season. Uh with when, when Dante was trying to explain himself and he was taken as being too aggressive. Yeah. And I'm like, he wasn't being aggressive. He, and this is where the editing comes in at. And um he wasn't being aggressive. He was just trying to express himself. Um, But I want to bring you back around because you play
0: with Pinty. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I love that you uh, did that. Cause <laughs> I have someone else I'm going to ask about in a second, but Oh yeah. Pinty. Uh, play with, I, I, we,
2: we didn't get a chance to talk to her, but I, I know she's a wonderful person and she played the game. And I also know that we're people outside of the game that people don't know. They only see a portion yeah. of who we are. And in some cases they will never meet us because we just we don't live in the same places or things. But Pinty was always perceived as always wanting something to eat. In your season, was that the same Pinty?
1: Um, in my season, no. The one person that always, that got voted out for food was Paul in my season. But Pinty, the thing is, the aggression, there's, there's a feisty, there's a fiery side to Pinty. That part, that's who, in my season, that's the Pinty that was still there, stepping on toes, um, you know, rubbing people the wrong way with her delivery or whatever. But, like, even when her intentions aren't too offend or there's no malice in what she's saying, she's just, like, she comes across as an aggressive person when you don't really get her like that. So, in my season because we won the first immunity challenge of the season. So our first tribal council was the second tribal council, right? So we had like a few days to kind of spend with everybody without having to play the game. Mm -hmm. And I got very close with Tainty. And I was her, I think at at the time, one of her closest friends. But she was working with an opposite alliance. And the people that I had chosen to work with didn't like her because of that aggressive nature. So... I kind of played her in a sense because I realized I had to distance myself from her because she's rubbing people the wrong way. So that whole thing, I thought she would change it going into the season, but it still came out. But the interesting, <laughs> thing, the interesting thing is outside of the game. A zebra
0: doesn't change might, its stripes.
1: You know, outside, but the thing outside of the game, she's not like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in the answers that we've had and even when everyone got together for the, for our reunion show, we spent a couple of days together and, she's not that aggressive person that you see on screen. So even now, it's kind of confusing to me because it's like, I expect, she's so lovable. Like you you literally gravitate towards her energy. She's just a breath of fresh air. But when she gets in the game, it's like, where does that go? You know? (laughs) Yeah, that's... that. And looking at that little, and again, you only get
2: the snippet of people and you only see what, at the end of the day, you're in production. This is a production. Yeah, And you want people to say, that's the villain. Oh, no, I can't work with that person. But in real life, these people are some entirely different. And mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to get your perspective over in your season versus this season. Because Pinty in essence came back even more aggressive <laughs> than <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it seemed like from your season. Because I watched her and I was like, when she, uh, who did she take out? Uh, Tanya. Tanya. Well, no, Jeez. that was, Tanya just couldn't let that one go.
0: Oh, Shona. She took yeah, yeah. Shona. Shona.
2: She took Shona out. But Tanya, even after speaking with her, Tanya, uh, Tanya said, hey, I should have just walked away and let that, that one go. Because you basically got involved with two people that was going to be expendable to the tribes. And when you're yeah. expendable, it makes no difference who you vote out. You're going to vote out both of them anyway. So it just makes it more easier. And it comes back to rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, I, I did see what she said something to Stephanie about some food one time, but they did, that was a short clip.
0: Sure. It, it was short. I wanted to, I, I know exactly the moment you're talking about too. And I, I was wondering, I'm like, uh Oh, we're going to have another blow up here. Uh, but Tyson, I wanted to ask you about Chappies as well because Chappies was from your season. That had to shock you. <laughs> Chappies going home first. I don't know if you've spoken to him since, but he seemed like he took it uh, really well, but that's something a lot of people forgot about. Chappies was one of the favorites for this season and it just proves how unpredictable Survivor is as a whole.
1: Um, the thing with Chappies, right, is I had a few conversations, obviously, once we found out who had gone on the season. And in my season, which is last season, which, ended, which played and ended September last year, so it's just under a year since we've been on screen, um, Chappies was a very memorable character. Mm. Very, you know, very active and fresh on people's minds. And obviously, we were arch nemesis. She was my arch nemesis in my season. We we went yep. at it like we went at it. Words were exchanged. People thought we hated each other, which is not the Uh-oh, case. Oh, see,
0: this is why this. I still haven't seen the season, so I just thought yeah, you and Chappies were on so the same.
1: Like, please, please go back and watch season eight. <laughs> I season. will. But, I will. So in in my season, um. At the merge vote that I was that I was telling you that I was telling you about, saying I played an idol for someone I didn't like. I played an idol for Chappies. The whole tribe wanted him, back, but I played an idol for him to keep him in the game and preserve our alliance. Right? He was close to someone that I was close to, but I wasn't really close to him. So in our season, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and from day one. So that's why he went. He he finished final three in our season, but he went back as an outcast which gives you an idea that he literally had to win to survive because nobody wants him there. Yeah. So very outside the game, very lovable guy. So he goes back, and I literally said when I first saw the cast that I wouldn't have gone back because I played a lot in our season and people still remember me. Yeah. And Chappie is more memorable than I am on top of being a challenge beast. Literally he tied he tied the survivor record for most challenges won in a single season. Yeah. So I thought it would have been a bad idea for him to go back immediately because people still remember him and still fresh, and it would be an immediate target, right? So I was shocked that he was the first one out, but I didn't think it was going to make it to merge. I didn't think anyone would let Chappie Chappies get into merge and, and play individual, you know, immunities because he's still very fresh. Like he just won seven challenges. A year ago, you know, so yeah. I, I, I was very shocked to see him as a first boot, but I wasn't shocked at him leaving early. I was just kind of sad because I wanted to sort of watch Chappies without being affected by his antics, you know. <laughs> so
0: the moral of the story here, Tyson <laughs> saved Chappies because everyone wanted him gone, which meant Chappies got to stay in the game. So Tyson is responsible for two people who got <laughs> back on return of the outcast. Dino and Chappie's both. Happy. No, no, no,
2: no. He actually he he voted out Pinty too. So he's actually a part no, of well, the...
1: I was just a part of the pinty vote. That, that was. He, was, he didn't that have anything. Funny. Yeah, I did anything to do with that.
2: You sure you weren't part of the production of this new season? <laughs> yeah,
0: the is that right something? Is
1: there something we don't know? And the did thing do? is, you know, um the, the 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 first the first idol that I found and played and the person that got voted out was Teresa. We voted.
0: Up.
1: Oh, people we voted about out. her. <laughs> yeah, see, and, their was, season's was, the best good. season. And, um, like, in, in, in going into season nine, I really wanted the people that I wrote their names down to essentially do well because I felt like, you know, I took their dreams away. Oh, I was part of that experience. Because, like, with Teresa, I'm the reason I should have voted. Up. Like, she, she, she turned on me at camp and she didn't have a reason to. Then I was like, you know what? I have an idol fuck it, let's vote. vote. Like the whole tribe put their votes on me and only two of us put our votes on Teresa and she went home. So same thing goes for Dino. We sort of turned on him and whatever the case was. So I was like, I want these guys that, you know, because in my season, I was still consumed by the game. I feel like when I saw my name come up for the first time, I got poisoned. Like Mm -hmm. my heart got poisoned. I was like, everyone that wrote my name down, I'm coming for you. And in my season, I got the most votes written. You know, my name came up the most times. So there's a lot of people that I wanted to see, you know, lead. So I was like, going into the season, I saw the people that were coming back and I was like, okay, well, firstly, I want a season eight person to win. Tick. So <laughs> but on top of that, I was just like, you know what? I want all the season eight castaways to just represent and play really, really well because it, it was interesting to me to see people that I know and played with, to see them play The game without you know all the dynamics that affected them in our season. I just wanted to see what they were actually trying to do and do it fresh with other people. I mean, you 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 were
2: very instrumental in the production of this season of Survivor. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, there's something. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Until you put the pieces together, I was like, wait a minute. I'm looking at your voting record. You 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 were instrumental. So (laughs) Tyson. If, if, if they don't know that you're part of their uh, production team, I, I think they need to look out for you because you're there.
0: <laughs> before before we start to wrap up uh, our finale conversation and everything, I, I want to ask you guys, and I'll, I'll give mine first here to give you a second to think about it. What's one thing, because like I said, we usually go chronologically down the episode, and I, I, I enjoy when we get to the finale. I'd rather just kind of sit and talk about the season and reflect on it and stuff like that. What is one thing you can go way back, but I'm gonna do mine from these uh four episodes we had this week from like the finale week. But what is one thing that we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? And and just to let you know where I'm coming from, it's it's not a huge thing, but I thought we saw one of the best rewards that I've ever
1: seen anyone go um, on. One thing that I wanted to um that I have to mention on the podcast is that like I think because I've never watched a full season of Survivor before I played the game,
3: right? Mm So when I
1: played, I went back and I watched a lot of um, American seasons. And having watched Survivor, I think Dino is the biggest winner I've seen on Survivor, period. (laughs) I mean, yeah. In terms of the things that he won, the rewards he won and winning. Because in South Africa, we've never played for two million. million. There's always one million. Yeah, so he's the first one to win the two million on top of winning a car and winning a holiday. And I think, you know what, man, it's just he's sweeped up. And I think of the seasons I've won, he's won the most in a single season. So I I, no, I I think you might be right there. I was I was
0: talking I was looking at the reward that Shane and I agree with everything you just said, Tyson. Uh, I was thinking the reward with Shane and Marion. I thought that was so cool. And and this is something that I wish (laughs) Survivor did more of is they used to do that in older U.S. seasons. You know, we saw it in Africa where they went to um, Survivor Africa. Ethan won a car, and then they got to travel to a local village and do something, you know, super Mm. good. And we used to see that more, and they just don't do it anymore. Um, But I love that they got taken out on this nature reserve, and they got to help the rhinos. And it was kind of – it was an educational moment. I had no idea that they do that, cut the horns off to try to, you know, save them from poaching. And I'm like, this is perfect. Like, this is something I love when they do rewards like that, because even though Marion and Shane didn't win, and I'm sure if I went to them right now and I'm like, hey, you didn't win the two million, but you got to pet some rhinos. They'd probably be like, I'd rather have the two million. But I still think that's like a journey of a lifetime
1: that for sure
0: a five star hotel and everything.
1: Even in um, the way that Marian spoke about it in, in her confessionals, you could tell that it's something that meant a lot to her to be a part of that experience. So for sure, I definitely agree. That was a huge reward. And I do, I, I do agree with you that it's all these, the more outreach stuff should be done more because it's actually very fitting, you know? Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was a very good reward. I like that. Hey, Marian, what about you, man? Uh, two things. One of the
0: things
2: I think once they, like we're out of Fiji, Like you said, Tyson, we used to move around. We used to be in China. We used to be in the Philippines. We used to move around and you would see more of those outreach programs as you went to different countries. They did it in Africa one year. Um, As you're kind of in one location, you're kind of limited on what's there that you can integrate. And for our seasons, we're also in the pandemic. So we're coming off of the pandemic. So and 40 season, 41, 42 was the first off the pandemic or after the pandemic season. Um, I think one of the most underrated players that that would have changed the outcome of the entire game was station. I think mm-hmm. that yeah. he came in he came in so close to winning so many different um, challenges, he just came one
0: reward <laughs> challenges. He'll, he'll remind you by the way.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't tell you. But he came so close to winning that if he had a one, it would have changed the whole dynamics of the game because depending on where you went at determines on who you got to vote out from your alliance. So now yeah. we are turning on each other earlier than when you said, no, we got Tajian before we have to vote again. So there's a level of comfort in that you don't have to play the game at that particular moment. Cause you know, who you're going to vote out because of your alliance. It's
1: true, it's yeah. Yeah. I,
2: and I think, I think truly he would have made the change. He would have changed the whole, we may have not seen Dino as the winner. If Tajian had a one at a certain time, or we may not have seen no. a field, um, and I don't think we didn't see that play out in the edit sec like it should, but Tation was there. Um, playing the game is a man.
1: I definitely agree. And um, the one thing, the the one challenge that sticks out was when he walked with a big stick, and he was <laughs> saying, and he was saying, "I now hold the balance of power," which he was maybe joking, or whatever. But he was right at that point. He was literally the middle between two alliances. And had he won that challenge, it would have forced everybody else to sort of play the game because he would have been yeah. safe. Yeah, so yeah. I definitely agree with what you're saying.
2: Tyson, would you have put the big stick out there? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> let's be real. I'm not bringing. He, a stick he, to he, no he got no myself. sleep that night. He was
0: still dreaming about something. Bringing yeah. that stick out there.
2: I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to go bring a stick to try Hey, it we didn't see it again.
0: I'll put that
1: out there. No. We didn't see it again. As the balance of power. Yeah. I'm gonna sit back. Uh, I'm not
3: doing that uh, because really, just,
1: um, I, I do feel like um, Tagen for me is one of the more interesting characters in the season. Because I remember watching through, um, I was like, I I remember saying, I think I tweeted in one of the episodes that he's somebody that I wouldn't want to pick. because having watched the season in tribal councils, he says the truth. He's too truthful. Like a tribal council, people lie to each other all the time or you sort of, you're vague. He literally blurts it out and he says how he feels at tribal council. And that makes everyone nervous. I would have been like, I would have been very nervous to play with a character like this because they speak their mind even when they shouldn't, right? So I think he's one of the more interesting characters because he really was the middle ground between everybody else. Like he was the glue of the tribe in a sense that everyone was sort of, it was like an unspoken thing. They might have spoken about it off camera. I'm not sure but it was sort of unspoken that just keep Tejan around. Like nobody was gunning for him, but everybody knew that at some point we're gonna vote for him, you know? And he could have controlled his game exactly how you were saying because he was also a very good challenger. Had he won a couple of those challenges and we've been talking about something completely different right now.
2: I know, I said, look, I had him written down so many times in my notes from each episode as oversharing, oversharing,
1: oversharing.
2: I was like... (laughs) He overshares,
3: that's the thing, yeah.
2: I was like Cajun, you don't have. You're not even on the chopping block tonight. Why exactly. are you? Why are you sharing so much information? And he was calling out. He he called out the Women's Alliance. He called out mm,
0: the guys. Mm. Nobody and that's the was I thought I thought Tagen was in trouble the moment he decided he was going to start working with Tony. Honestly, I was like, oh, Tagen, you're done for." I just saw no. The
1: thing is, like, um, in at the beginning of the season, it was very quiet. Yeah, it was very yeah. quiet. Purple edit, and it, yeah. He, Grew into that role of oversharing at tribal councils, because like um, exactly like you were saying, is is that even when he wasn't on the chopping block, he's just calling people out and he's calling things how they see it in front of everybody. I remember the, the the one tribal council where the other tribe had to come in before merge, and even in that he was like calling them the enemy and saying this and saying I'm like no, keep quiet, you know. So I thought it was, it was a very interesting character to have on the season.
0: I, I would have loved to see just just thinking of pre-mergers who went out very early. I thought Tevin had so much more game left in him than when he went. I think if he I look at every, oh,
1: go I'll ahead. tell you, I'll tell you the thing with Tevin is um, he was one of my picks coming into the season for somebody to do really really well because I do um, respect the way that he approaches the game. Yeah, Like, I think the way that he speaks about the game, the way he analyzes the game, you know, I respect his approach. And Tevin's a very smart guy as a doctor, I think. So, you know, and um, I was expecting him to do really well. I didn't think the wheels would come off that quickly. But in the sense that what I saw in him pre-merge was what I thought I'd see him from him post-merge because he was literally in charge. He was in charge controlling the tribe. And I thought... Going into the season, he would lay low for a bit, and then that part of him, because he's also got that cutthroat part of his game. And like I think it was Seamus that stated in the early earlier confessionals of the season that um, he's also somebody. I think he used the word he likes the darker side of the game. Yeah, and I love yep. those players. I love those plays because I'm one of them too. So <laughs> like-
0: all you all all
1: you baddies, the villains <laughs> stick together. <laughs> You know, you, you, so you. I, thought, I really thought I really thought um, Tevin was going to go the distance. And I was, you know, I was shocked to see him not do that. But I understood why it didn't happen. And the reason why it didn't happen was because of somebody that's exactly like him in Phil. If Phil was on a different tribe, I think Tevin would have had a very good hold of the game. Because Phil was, perspective, was perceptive enough to see that this guy is controlling everybody. And he rallied people up to sort of flip on him when the vote should have, would have been pinty, you know? So, yeah. If you, I mean, on Survivor,
2: the game of Survivor, you one vote away from going home every night. Anytime yeah. you go into tribal, you just never know what's gonna happen because they only show that one little clip. But I was, mm. when, um, when Dino was like, yeah, we were at tribal council for three hours. Um, no,
1: that's even, even in my, I think a lot of our tribal councils went on for about three plus hours like literally in my season, because the we had a lot of chaos, like a lot of shit. <laughs> so. Jack, you Tyson,
2: hold up. Was you a part of that chaos? He nah, was the chaos. No. He was the <laughs>
1: chaos. In my, in, my, in my season, Um, it, at travel, I was the most, I was the quietest person. I only speak when I'm spoken to. And I, you know, I pick my words. I don't say much because the one thing that it became like a joke amongst the tribe mates and, it was like Nico would ask me a question, and before I answer the question, I would tell him that, you know what, I'm going home tonight. That was my opening word. So I tried to stay out of the fire at Tribal Council, which is why I found Tajin more interesting this season because he didn't try to stay out of the fire at Tribal Council. You know? And knowing how long Tribal Councils go, you would think that someone would just bite their tongue and just play a poker face, you know, And just get on with it. So yeah, the uh, the travels are very very long. So I think that's one thing that the audience doesn't really get like a good sense of because even in some episodes, some people don't speak a tribal. But when you are on Survivor, everyone speaks a tribal. You know.
2: Yeah. Either either by choice or by design.
1: Either design. Yeah. More than anything. And the host asks you. (laughs) <laughs> they ask you the quick on purpose. Like yeah, like yeah. Oh, Abraham, Abraham
0: says that all the time, all the time. Yeah. He's like, they, they try to pry answers out of you. That's I cool. do want to looking at this season as a whole, as we wrap up here, um, on a scale of one to 10, we'll, we'll keep it simple like that. How entertaining did you guys find this season? Abraham, I'll start with you, man. I mean, comparing it to all the rest of the seasons.
2: I have to have an opportunity to look at South Africa and their season, Australia and its season and the seasons in the U.S. and seeing the changes in the show and how it's progressed. And I love challenges. I love the challenges. Uh, and I thought Australia was my winner when it came to challenges. But South Africa, they, they, they went for broke on some things. And I really enjoyed the competitiveness of the game. This season for me was definitely, I'm, I'm going to have to because I'm, I'm a U.S. player. Unless y'all invite me over, I'm going to give you an 8.5. Eight po- okay,
0: <laughs> okay. Now,
2: if you invite me over, you got a ten, but since I'm not over
0: there and in, I'm in the US, I, Tyson I mean, might be a little
1: biased here. But I have to hear what Tyson just, has be, to say. I might be, I might be a little biased, but like I want you guys to to watch season eight so that you okay. know where okay. I'm coming yeah, yeah. from. So I do think, I think from out of ten, also eight point five nine out of ten. Okay, I, I agree with I, I agree with the fact that the challenges were the best that I've seen. And I tweeted that in, on some of the challenges, I would have loved to play this game because when I went into Survivor, as much as I wasn't familiar with the game that much, I knew about the challenges and that's why I went. I'm competitive and I want to be, you know, part of the challenges. That's what I went there wanting to do. So looking at the challenges this season, they were epic. And there's there's quite a few, you know, like I would love to test myself in that, you know. So, yeah, and it's a, a solid nine, solid nine out of All ten. Man. Okay, yeah. I was
0: I was I was thinking an eight. I mean, this has everything you could want in a Survivor season. It was com- uh, compelling storytelling, rivalries, great challenges, great stories, like inside and outside the game. I truly think this was everything that you could have asked for, and the advantages were great. I loved the Outpost, and it's hard to find something new that people like fall in love with now in the game of Survivor because fans are so critical when they introduce a new twist and I thought the outpost was perfect. They did it perfect amount. It didn't feel overused. And every time Mm. someone went, it felt like they had a new advantage, a new twist. It felt fresh when they did go to the outpost. So I loved, I mean, hands down to the production team. I think if you look at the seasons this year, 42 uh, survivor, Australia, blood versus water, And then return of the outcast. I think this production team did the best with, with, I felt like they captured every moment they needed to. I truly didn't feel like there were any purple edits. I felt like everyone got their time. Obviously Killarney was a little less shown than someone like Phil or, or Felix or something like that. Uh, But I still feel like people like Killarney, Tereso still got their moment, you know, to shine and that's what i love about survivor when everyone has a chance to tell their story and we're not looking at people like man i barely heard from them so i i truly enjoyed this season and it was a great introduction to survivor south africa for me so now i have to go back and i have to watch every
1: now you have been introduced now go back and watch the best season ever (laughs) (laughs) you're talking season
0: eight right Yeah, you might be a little
2: uh, bit biased there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm look at it and hit you up. Now, let's hold on. Before we go, let's let's go with a fun fact of food. Now, people see, and we, we compete, we want to have the food. They had one of the challenges where they had to go run into a room, see if there was a challenge, but there was a lot of sweet stuff, a lot of cakes, <laughs> a lot of pies. That hurts. People don't realize when you're sitting at home, you're like, yeah, I want to get these muffins in this cake. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Mm,
1: mm, mm. <laughs> no, nah, for sure, for sure. Like it's 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 very hard to explain the food situation to people that haven't played the game, because it affects you in a way that's to me inexplicable. Because like you are hungry and you're starving, but at certain moments there's some things you try to avoid. Like I in my season I knew for a fact that any reward that had sweet things I didn't want to be a part of because. You know, that that rush that you're gonna get, it's gonna affect you even more in the long run. And amongst our tribe, there was like a rule that we kind of sort of made because like the food was very, very slim, is that um, if you go on a reward and you get food, then you don't eat when you come back to camp. Right. Yes.
3: So yes. Now,
1: you know, so now if you go on a reward that's just sweets and stuff, and then you add a bit of, you know, a predicament because you haven't really eaten anything that's food. But now because you've gone out for a reward, you come back and you're not allowed to eat again. We weren't even eating that much. We were eating a cup of rice, like a half a coconut of um of rice. So it's like, you know, that's 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 the one thing that got me almost just as much as the weather, because I went in there, I was in shape, I was lean, but I lost 13 kgs and I came out like very skinny. Mm. So yeah, that gives you, like, an idea of how bad things get out there for people that don't understand it like that.
0: Tyson, so we have... oh, go ahead, Abraham. Yeah,
1: it's like for everybody to go out there, you want to play the game of Survivor.
2: Y- these are things you don't see, and mm. people kind of – when they, they tell you how to try to get on the show, but they don't tell you what once you get on the show, some things you may want to be concerned about. Yeah. Because I think our first night, we had coconut and one crab leg, one literally mm. one little crab leg, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, that was it. I was like, okay. But, um, it's, but sweets to me were, would have been my downfall because I'm like, I can't eat sweets like that in the sense that your body is going to crash afterwards. And if you got a exactly. challenge coming up or if you got something else, but mm-hmm. hey, I, I got to say, Tyson, it's a pleasure talking to you because I don't get a chance to talk about the production side. What we yeah. see and what the production has to go through to bring that one or forty-five minutes to the screen, and they're doing some work. I mean, we try to smoke them out one day. We had a fire yeah. going with nothing but smoke, and we was like <laughs> the best to you. Um, but to see how the cameras work, to see how they're the the, the boom operators and the people that mm-hmm. help them to film it, I can only imagine from your perspective and soaking up all that information. Or the night, the night cameras, the night uh, cameras filming yeah. at night.
1: Yeah. Um, like I won't lie, like it was a very eye-opening experience from 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 that perspective as well. Because like you like we said, like the first day on Survivor, the first literal moment where you're speaking to Jeff or you're speaking to Nico and you see those cameras and you see all those people, it hits you that holy shit. And another thing is when you go to the challenges, especially the challenges with the bigger structures, you see so many moving parts, you see the cameras and the GoPros. And you know, the, 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 the game, the, the games department that set up the challenges and people setting it up before you actually go to play. And you realize how big of how many moving parts there are to make something this big come alive. And then when you see it on screen, it's also another dynamic because when you're shooting it, you're not seeing how it looks on camera. So when you get back home and you watch it for the first time, it's, it's an unreal experience. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. These people are good at what they do. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it is a skill. And that's why I wanted to start like this podcast and stuff and start the post that I, you know, I post about who's winning challenges and stuff. Cause I'm like these people, you know, yes, they're regular people with the regular everyday lives. But to me, they're no different than like the athletes who train and stuff. Cause you have to train to go on survivor, right? There is, mm. there's preparation that you have to do. So mad respect to everyone who plays the game. I hope to join you guys one day. I do. Um, I We do have a tradition here on the podcast. This is the last question we always ask our guests, and that's, would you ever play again, Tyson? I know you said no, you wouldn't if they invited you this past season, but would you go out there again?
1: Absolutely. I would definitely play again. <laughs> I would love to play again, but I would, yeah, I was, I'm, I was just saying I wouldn't have gone back this season because it's too soon. And, yeah. you know, I only missed, there's only one episode of the season where I'm not in, you know, the game. So, and that's the finale. So it was like, oh, it would have been too fresh for me. I, would, I I, think it would have been played to my disadvantage, but I would 100% love to play a game. I, you know? I, think, I think we might be seeing you, man. I have a good feeling. Yeah. Crossing fingers. And <laughs> please, please, please go back and watch season eight, because I feel like now you've been introduced to South African yes. Survivor. So there's, 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 that season is crazy. Uh, yeah, like Wait, you talked about blind signs in this season. Go watch that season.
2: If I see you on the international Virgin survivor and I see you on the other mat, i am be like, I'm, I, I got to get Tyson. got
0: he's, he's targeting you. Yeah, I'm going to let you two fight it out and I'll just do my own yeah. thing. But, sure. uh, man, first off, we got to say again, once, once again, we have to say huge congratulations to Dino Polo. The winner, the champion, the sole survivor of Survivor <laughs> South Africa, Return of the Outcast. Before we officially say goodbye to Tyson here, I do have a couple things to say. We've got some exciting news, Abraham, to share. Go ahead. Do you want to share it? Because we oh, can sorry, share man. it now. We are heading to New York for the premiere of Survivor 43. So if you guys want to meet us, all the information is on Bryce and when presents, uh, or just go to Bryce. Uh, and what's Bryce's last name again? He's up. You know what? I I don't remember. Go to Bryson Wendell's. Yeah, you'll find out the information on our Instagram when we get that back. Come out and meet us. We're going to be there having a fun time watching the premiere. We're going to do our cast assessment next week. And we've got so much more Survivor content, including we'll be covering South South Africa and Australia next year as well. So, I mean, Tyson, this was our first introduction into it. And we've been able to cover it. And we have uh, Abraham and myself. I know we can speak for both of us. We have fallen in love with what you guys do in South Africa in terms of production and survivor. And I I think this season was amazing. And now, now I have to watch season eight, but I do want to say thank you once again for coming on spending an hour or so an hour and a half. Yeah. We're making decent time. Usually we, we aim for an hour and we always go over because I know we could sit here and talk and for hours. hours. Yeah. yeah it's it's a good sign though right it's better than yeah, it's a very good sign yeah. yeah tyson didn't do his thing where he like called someone 30 minutes in and he's like oh shoot i gotta go guys like you can tell <laughs> did we didn't bore him off the camera here but tyson thank you i hope you had a fun time today man
1: no i enjoyed this thank you guys so so much for having me um please text me your details and everything so i can follow yep. you guys so yeah like thank you thank you thank you so much guys and I know it's a Survivor podcast, but I need to throw this into the universe and try to come to America and be a part of the challenge
3: okay. as a Survivor.
1: So hopefully that's in the works down the line, crossing fingers. But yeah, please watch South African Survivor. It's really, really good. And thank cool. you guys for coming.
2: Danny, Danny McCoy for my season is on this season of The Challenge.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, saw, hey. I, saw, I saw him now, You Now, you're already in the Survivor family. Just reach out to him.
3: Yeah, that's absolutely. all. Look, and that's, that's, that's,
2: <laughs> the survivor, the survivor family. I went to his premiere party, which is really fun. Um, mm.
1: But he he'll be able to give you some of the insights on that. No, for sure, I'll reach out to him. Thank you for giving me that heads up.
0: And, and Tyson, I feel like this won't be the last time we speak. You have an open invitation anytime you want to come on and chat. You, I don't know how much Survivor you watch in terms of like US Survivor and stuff, but if you want to come on chat about that or South African Survivor. Open invitation. We would love to do this again with you sometime, man. Have yeah. you come on and for chat sure. about you it?
1: Guys, you guys can just shoot me a text, and whenever you need me, I'm there for sure.
0: Man, well, thank hey. you guys for hey. listening. Hey. Feel Break free me. to stay after Tyson if you want to stay after a little bit. Uh, but thank you guys for listening along here and watching. If you are watching on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. We really do appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at Survivor Now Pod. And then on Instagram, if we ever get that back, at Survivor Now Podcast. It's suspended right now. So who knows? That is in lingo. Uh, and then uh, last thing I want to say, Tyson, where can fans of yours find you on social media?
1: Um, social media, it is Instagram and Twitter. On mm-hmm. both, it's the same handle. It's Tyson Cream, T-Y-S-O-N-C-R-E-M-E
0: definitely go give tyson a follow guys he's been amazing today and really easy when i was messaging him and say hey you want to come on he was like yes let's do it so really cool guys shoot him a follow but thank you guys and until next time we'll see you back here next week with more survivor action as we get ready for survivor season 43 here in the united states